Good morning or afternoon, everybody. Um, welcome in. This is the week 11, my goodness, uh, live stream of uh, the IDP Guys Waiver Wire Show. I'm Justin Fry. He's Joe Harlow. You can find us on X. I'm at FFF Ballers, and he's at JoeLow63. Um, as always, hop over to uh, the IDP Guys website. We got all sorts of great stuff going on there, all sorts of wonderful content. We keep it going year-round. So, uh as we approach the end of the year, maybe we'll uh, get into a little more some point soon. Start talking maybe some sneaky dynasty ads. We'll we'll yeah. tuck in on the end of these uh, shows as we reach playoff time. Um, and yeah, um, we've been running a promo. Uh, IDP fifty gets you fifty percent off uh, season long membership. So um, it's great. Hop over there. Go check it out. When you sign up for that, you get access to the Discord. Um, all our writers are in there. We get uh, great feedback to trade for trade questions. Um, if you have waiver wire ads that come up later, we'll be talking about guys um, from time to time. Um, start sit, whatever you're looking for, everything's in there. Even just, uh, I think there's like a league finder um, group you can go post. If you have a spot in the league, or if you're looking for a league to hop into IDP, try it out. Um, we got everything in there. And as always, as we run through the show, ask us questions. Um, always get great, great questions. And uh, I think when we get to uh, the, the in between the IDP and offense, maybe we'll ask you guys a question because uh, Joe and yeah. I have uh, been debating something and we want to see uh, what you guys think. So um, let's see. With that, let us... Um, injury time, it, right? Injuries, yeah. Do you want to do you want to hop in or? I mean, yeah. not really considering right. injuries, but yeah, let's okay. do this. All right. Uh, I'll, oh, okay. <laughs> never want to talk about it because, again, as always, we had a couple of quarterback injuries. Deshaun Watson, you know, every single week he has something ankle this time. Except with this injury, he actually kind of went off against the best defense, one of the best defenses of this century. So, I guess he's fine. Um, should be fine to continue playing, but something to monitor. Derek Carr has a concussion and a shoulder injury. Took a nasty hit. Again, I think Danielle, Danielle Hunter hit him, but yep. Jam famous Jameis is in. We'll have another note on that later. But uh, um, just a reminder, they're on bye this week. So. They are. Yep. so we'll see if famous Jameis is around af after the bye. Start your defensive backs in week 12 against whoever they're playing. And Chris Olave. Yes. Yes. Um, the Falcons backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke, was injured, pulled his hamstring. Um, they are also going into a bye, but Desmond Ritter came in, opened the door, and... Looked good. Looked good, as he has for the most part this year, minus turnovers, but going to move on from there. Um, running back-wise, <laughs> I'm going to keep my pro-Ritter agenda going for as long as I can. Um, Alexander Madison, another concussion, not another concussion for him, but just in the general landscape. Um, sounds like he's probably going to be down this week with how concussions have gone this year. Um, we'll hit that one. I'm sure we'll hit touch on that one a little bit later. Yes, we will. Also got a comment in there. Thanks, Sean. I was the top IDP guys invitational scorer this week. Checked that this morning with a what I think I hit put up 403 or something crazy. So. I think Jamie asked a question about that last week about how we were doing. So I picked up a three, win this week too. So hey, good work. High five. 
but <laughs> they're, they're pretty um, infrequent. So, <laughs> um, back with injuries, uh, Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson had a back injury. I didn't see much on this one. Uh, he came back um, in and played the last down when they were trying uh, with um, Zappy, but uh, they're on bias again, so nothing mm-hmm. actionable really. They did add Jamichael Hasty on waivers yesterday, but I think that's more depth. Well, that's a name I haven't heard in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Wide receiver-wise, Keenan Allen, shoulder injury, something he's been dealing with since 2013. So really. It's actually it's the other shoulder, not the one that the picture was circulating oh, about. Okay, never mind then. Sorry. Well, both shoulders. Now, <laughs> that's so. what I that's what I saw was it was the other shoulder that hurt him, not hmm. the one that ever the picture circulated last week. Wow. Okay. Really cool. Good to know. Michael Thomas injured again. Um, quote is that it is significant but not season ending. Yeah, he got a second. Um, uh, it was getting a second opinion. I'm guessing it's like an MCL sprain, so he's going to miss a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hyatt concussion for the Giants. Uh, tight end wise, Gerald Everett had a back injury. Chargers just don't have receivers. <sighs> well, I'm sure we'll touch on that one later too. Yeah, yeah, we will. They have one receiver, maybe, kind of. Um, on the defensive side, a couple edge rushers went down this week. Kayvon Thibodeau had a concussion. Um, same thing, most likely going to be out this week because they don't have a bye, correct? Correct. I guess we'll get there. Um, Quiddy Pay for the Colts, hamstring injury. They are going into a bye, so this is something just more to monitor. With the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson hyperextended his knee. Looked like it was a lot worse at first, but hopefully just a little bit of an injury there and not out too long, um, especially with Sam Hubbard already missing last week. So we'll get into some names with the Bengals as well. Um, um, also, top commander's edge rusher, James Smith-Williams. So how far we've come in the last three weeks. <laughs> um, hamstring injury. I did not see if you returned to the game or not. Uh, I didn't either. I just saw they're going to bring up the severity later this week. So yeah. we'll see. Something to note. Not sure how many people were playing him anyway, but still to note. Linebackers, Quan Alexander, the linebacker one for one week for the Steelers with an Achilles injury. He's done for the year. We'll get into that a little bit later. It's probably a career then, at this point. I mean, he yeah. took him a long time to find a job. So. What's that, like four massive season-ending injuries in his NFL career? Three or four? Probably. Brutal. Brutal. Jordan Hicks, top linebacker for the Vikings, also had an injury. It initially, was a bruised shin, but turned into compartment syndrome. That I'm not a medical expert. could ask my wife, but she's not here. And He's, basically, he had uh, pressure buildup in his leg. They had to cut yeah. it open to relieve the pressure. So Yes, that's pretty scary. Yeah, um, so it's, it's uh, they can, yeah, some serious stuff could happen. Shock and die if mm-hmm. we don't treat that. So, yeah, it's pretty serious. Yeah, yeah, so he's definitely out this week. I would assume he's out for a little bit longer, you'd think, but we will see. Uh, we'll also yeah, get into be, that a little bit. Yeah, they already ruled him <laughs> out. So, sorry. Yeah, no, you were good. Cornerbacks Denzel Ward had a quote minor neck sprain early in the game last week and left. Um, it did seem like he would be back this week, but we will see. We'll have a note there in case he does not come back. Uh, Tyson Campbell with the Jaguars had a hamstring injury. Marlon Humphrey, a calf strain. Does sound like he should be back this week from what 
an early report I saw, and another star cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, with a high ankle sprain. It's a bad week to be a cornerback. Good cornerbacks. Like that's Goodness. a that's a pretty good list. Yeah. Um, then Juan Thornhill, safety for the Browns, had a calf injury. Also could touch on that one later. And I see that we do have a couple questions in here, and we'll get to those as we get to those positions. But next up, we have bye weeks. So, and remember to check your waiver wires for any Kansas City Chief, Los Angeles Ram, Miami Dolphin, or Philadelphia Eagle who may have been dropped during their bye week last week. Um, some solid starters will have to get dropped on due to roster crunches. So just take a look. They won't show up if you're sorting by last week's snap counts, stats, etc. Who's on bye week this this week, Justin? Um, so the two teams that gave us that dud over in Germany, um, the Gross. Patriots and Colts, our teams. Let's, let's not talk about them. They're and then, uh, like we talked about with a couple of the injuries, Atlanta and New Orleans are both also on by. So, uh, yeah, you're going to lose some defenders, a few spots. Um, so a lot of DBs looking at those teams. Yeah. Maybe uh, out this week. So might be a, an interesting week for needing DBs. Um, yep. So with that, we'll hop in on the D-line side. Um, I'll take the first one. Or actually, we'll talk previous week. Um, yeah, how do we do? Yeah, gross. Um, one, two, and one. Um, so we'll take an L on Kyle Van Noy. He did put up seven pressures, but um, didn't produce. So if you added him, don't drop him. Keep playing him um, if you need to because the stats will come back because that was he had a good week. He just didn't translate. Yeah, I know two sacks from Jadavian Clowney, who is top three, I think, in the league in pressures somehow. Then Odafe Owe and Justin Matabuke continue their breakouts. So, Yeah, and they're playing the Bengals this week um, So on uh, Thursday night. So if you're making that decision, you got to make it early. Uh, Shaq Barrett for the Buccaneers. He crushed it this week. Well, not crushed it, but uh, did, did reasonably well. Three tackles and a sack, so pretty solid overall performance. Um, uh, Osa Odigizua, um, one tackle. Uh, that was just a weird game in general because of how much the Cowboys were up. And then Barno, uh, we took a push on this one because he did put up five tackles, but uh, unfortunately no sacks. So um, reasonably well would like to have been better but I, I think the guys we recommended process was good results eh. so first name this week um, we talked about Trey Hendrickson up above Sam Hubbard's also been in and out of lineups and so we're going to bring up the uh, Bengals first round pick um, rookie defensive end Miles Murphy from Clemson um, he said it's a Thursday night game if both of them miss for sure he's like a Got a, someone you almost have to fire up. Um, he should play yeah. a ton of snaps. Um, he only played 36% last week, which is a season high. But um, it made it sound like Hendrickson almost is going to miss. And I'd be a little surprised if Hubbard plays. And I know I know you were a little lower on him than I was. I loved his film coming out. Yes. He had one of the best get-offs at the snap of any player in this class, not named Will Anderson. Um just his getting to the quarterback, his pressures didn't always translate to sacks. Like I feel like he was uh, just overdoing a little bit. So I'm hoping, hoping he tones that down a little bit and doesn't go so whole hog after the quarterback to like run by him a little bit like he did some in college. But um, he 
could get to the quarterback pretty well from what I saw on tape at least. Yeah, that was someone he was someone I was low on, but um, even with that, I ne- never denied the talent absolutely there. Just wasn't someone I was a fan of. I thought he got worse every year, but he went to, I know when we were talking about it before the draft was like, if he goes to like a Cincinnati, they have a chance to really tap into him. And that was one of my favorite landing spots. Oh, it was top three landing spot for him. So if he's going to go off, especially with the Ravens who are kind of a weird offense with giving up points. Well, I think, Ronnie Stanley, at the very least, is likely to miss this game, too. It's Again, not an injury we bring up, but he got hurt in that game. Yeah. Baltimore right now is the 11th. They give up the 11th most points to DNs. So, yeah, it's a good matchup. I would agree. If he's if you got him, you probably should just throw him out there, especially division. Division games get weird. Just throw him out there, chaos. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hit on the next guy, another another guy you weren't the biggest fan of coming in? Apparently, it's rookie week on defense. Um, I I think I was decently high on him. Just okay. BJ Ojolari, just when he was getting first-round hype, I was a little, okay, or top 20 hype, I was a little, okay. But fun athlete, um, brother or cousin of Aziz? Brother. Brother. Um, yeah, with the Cardinals, he was top 36 pick, something like that. Um, had last week he had an absolute blow up game, eight tackles, two sacks. I know our writer Axe Harding put posted on Twitter about him going off, and nice little spoiler there from you, buddy. But yeah, he had a great game. He played 52% of snaps this week, which I believe was his season high, or at least season high for recent. His recent I, high. I mean, he he started the year hurt, so he's been yeah. ramping up. So, yeah. yeah, I would be sure. And another really good situation, a team who's doesn't have a lot of talent, just really going to let him there. He needed reps more than anything. And now that he's getting them, he can kind of just let it fly, just let, let it go. And he played 52% of snaps, which was tied with Zayvon Collins for most amongst outside rushers. So, yeah. Definitely an upside shot, especially if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league. Grab him, see what happens. But yeah, fun upside shot. And who do they have this week? The Texans, which is an interesting matchup. They have been overperforming as an O line, but still definitely gettable. You know, they're going to drop back and pass it quite a bit because uh, yep. that, that quarterback is very good. He's, um, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like another. It looks like another shootout because. Uh, Kyler did not look rusty in that game. So. No, not, Sorry, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, the last name we want to bring up, uh, Sheldon Rankins. Uh, on the other side of that matchup, uh, interior defensive lineman. His last two games, he's actually hit four sacks. So it's a little spread out because he missed a couple games with, due to injury in the bye week in there. But he's been playing around 60% of snaps. And he's also been getting some tackles. He's got a reasonable four with a floor, with like five-ish tackles the last – uh, or more the last two games, I think that's six and five. So, um, especially in D tackle leagues, but even in um, just general deep leagues, I think he's a pretty solid play for uh, anyone looking for a D tackle this week. Yeah, I know I've done a bunch of the previews for the Texans this year, and he's always been one that's been a struggle. It's like, where do we put him? But he's been really good this year. 
especially with Malik Collins kind of being up and down with injuries. It's, I always like the talent. I just never, he just yeah. never translated into IDP yeah. production. Mm-hmm. Here it is. All right. Any other yeah. last second names at D line want to bring up? I'm not jumping. The same. Yeah. yeah. D line's cool. usually one of those ones that's consistent and you're, you've got the talent or you don't. Yeah. It. So let's get into the linebackers. How did we do last week? We uh, went oh one and two. So yeah, another another great one. Um, this <sighs> one, um, actually, I I missed. Uh, how did Terrell Dotson do last night? I missed. Uh, he did. I think he had he, six tackles. Okay. Eh, I think eh. he played almost every snap. I missed that one in there. The, the doc when I wrote this one up. So. Uh, um, I'm double checking that for you right Zach now. Zach Cunningham's on bye, so um, nothing there. Um, uh, you're uh, Alubi, Alubi. I'm not sure how you say his name. So Zaire Franklin played, so um, he didn't do much. Um, and Blake Martinez was so another name we recommended. To, to jump back in real quick, Dodson ended up playing two thirds of snaps because Bernard was back. Okay. Which so basically every back. guy we recommended. Um, was not necessarily the best play for last week. So <laughs> based on that information, hopefully with yeah. uh, Bernard, you were kind of watching that because Monday night game. But uh, yeah, Zach Cunningham, those Eagles without N'Kobe Dean back on IR, likely having surgery. Um, Cunningham and Morrow are probably pretty good plays the rest of the year, especially Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blake Martinez, I do think he can eventually carve out that LB2 role. So those two especially, I'm still high on the rest of the year. Um, and I will say, guys did you, um, who was the one? Sorry, who was one of the ones you were high on for the rest of the year? Was Dotson one of them, or Dotson? Not so much. It's uh, Zach Zach Cunningham and Blake okay. Martinez. Okay, yep, Martinez. I was gonna have us bring up again in a little bit with another name, but Dotson, I'm also decent on for the rest of the year. He has been linebacker two per snaps for the last is that one, two, three, four games. I guess the linebacker one in the game Bernard got hurt, but he does seem to have that role for now. So I think he's a fine play in a deeper league. Like if yeah. You're starting three linebackers, a flex or two. But speaking of LB twos, you want to take that first name? Yeah, a guy that both of us were high on as rookies, Ivan Pace. Um, He's been pretty solid, even on very limited snaps, especially the last few weeks. But with Jordan Hicks down, he did play 84% of snaps this week. I um, think he didn't have great production, but against the shout out to, team, who I don't believe. Was shout that? out to our content. I was going to say shout out to our content manager too, uh, Dynasty Santa on X. Uh, yeah. He's a big, big fan of his. So Yeah. Pace is a very fun prospect, even though he's a little guy for NFL standards. Yeah, he's but, good brushing the passer and good in coverage. And I mean, yeah. the biggest issue, honestly, is just how the Vikings have to play defense. He's been yeah. coming off the field for Josh Metellus. So if he's the linebacker Josh one Metellus rather than the linebacker Smith. two, that mm-hmm. shouldn't happen. And whoever they play as LB2 will have that. And he's then been better in coverage in the NFL than he was at Cincinnati, which is wild to go from a G5 school to the pros and be better there. It's like immediately. Probably but, just misused. That could be it. But 
Yeah, and the Broncos have been the top matchup for linebackers this season. So this is a real lock-in, plug-and-play, and he could have a pretty big game this week. Um, so, yeah, best matchup. He's going to play most likely every snap because we'll get to – I guess we can just go ahead and spoil it now. Anthony Barr was signed with the – did sign with the Vikings as well, their former pro bowler. Don't know if he made an all-pro with them. But most likely he's not going to have a huge role, at least in this first game, just – being off the street so that is something to note and potentially add in case hicks is out long term longer term and if pace ends up not being the guy but yeah i would so just keep an eye there but pace for this i'd be surprised i would too but signing him think it's something to keep. absolutely yeah just just a name, especially. I guess he doesn't even know the system as much. I think, with it being yeah. Flores, but I think Barr probably takes the pace role eventually. That would be my assumption as well. Unless pace just continues to go crazy, which would be fun. For this week, Ivan Pace, I would. Where would you put Ivan Pace this week? Top what linebacker? I think he's going to. Top 20 minimum? Yeah. I got to do my preliminary ranks later today. Um, yeah. But 15, 20, yeah. somewhere in there, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. I think he'll be creeping towards linebacker one with the matchup. But, yeah. Another so, another name in that range that uh, is going to be a longer term play um, for anyone who doesn't uh, or who needs linebacker help. Uh, Alandon Roberts, and we'll also mention Mark Robinson, who um, both of them have pretty defined roles, I think, for the Steelers going forward with uh, Quan Alexander now down and Cole Holcomb already out for the year. Um, the Steelers are down to linebacker three and linebacker four. And Roberts' playing time bumped up 96% of snaps this past week. Fantastic to see. I wasn't sure what they would do there if he would still be the early down guy and they'd play someone else in the uh, passing down role or what. But it seems like they're going to trust him to play the full-time role. And Mark Robinson came in mostly as the coverage linebacker. Uh, he played a lot of snaps in coverage. So not as great of a role, but Robert has put up eight to nine tackles in the last two games. So great role. Go get him or pace if you need a starter this week. Robinson's more of a stash guy, could play in a deeper league. Uh, 60% of snaps, three tackles this past week. So decent, decent production. But... We do have a question from Fantasy Sports regarding the Steelers. Um, with the weak linebacker core and this injury, if it helps Minko once he returns, um, possibly, I don't, I, potentially, that's hard to. Oh, Minka's someone I don't know if this really matters, though it's similar thing. I don't know if it would matter if their linebacker core was Roquan Smith and Fred Warner. Just he's such a ball hawk playmaker that I kind of think his value is kind of what it is. But it yeah. helps Keanu Neal. But yeah. definitely would, if anything else, it becomes a tiebreaker if you're deciding between him and someone else with a better linebacker core. Then yeah, yeah, Neal's interesting because he played linebacker a little for the Cowboys. I was wondering if maybe with this injury, if this week they try yeah. to um, get him into that a little more and bench Mark Robinson or not. But we'll see. Yeah, something it'll be interesting. I'm at least curious because he's kind of been playing the Minka role, and I think it's what Demonte Casey's been playing the full time. Probably butchering his name, but nope, um, he's been playing the full time 
strong safety role. Like, they kind of interchangeable a little bit, but Minka typically plays a little more deep. Demonte Kazi, I saw play a few times when I was at Wyoming for when he was with San Diego State. Dude made some crazy picks on Josh Allen in the Mountain West Championship game. And it was like negative 10 out. Wild. And then, uh, we'll, Sorry. The third, the, the last, is fine. The last name is uh, this week's installment of which Texan is going to not perform when I put him in my lineup. So, And that is Christian Harris. This one just, you know, kind of hurts. Just. I know IDP guys, our Twitter, uh, we had a poll earlier this off this season when Christian Harris was struggling. It's like, who should you be most concerned about between Kayvon, Christian Harris? Um, who are the other two on the list? Should have had this up, but it was like Christian Harris, I think, came in last place, but he's been, uh, Hassan Reddick was on there. I think he's been clear. Harris has been the only one to not do anything. It's like, if you read any of my articles this offseason, it was like Christian Harris is going to go crazy. It's like he's gonna—he's got the role, the Dre Greenlaw role, going to be awesome. And he's done nothing and was has been a healthy scratch a couple times. And now Denzel Perryman's suspended for three games. And Henry Tootoo was hurt last week. Is that why yeah. he missed? I think he's missed the last couple with an injury. Yeah. Or yeah. I actually, no, he, he was healthy and just doesn't. He was struggling in coverage. Let me double check. Yeah, I mean, he's not very good in coverage. Wasn't the They were picking on him. I forget who it was. Yeah. It was picking on him. Everyone was. He was one of those who was getting a lot of stats because he was getting picked on a lot. He played 20% of snaps. He was healthy. This week, so, uh, I saw he played 0% of defensive snaps, but I might have been looking at the week before. So Perryman, Perryman played like 85 Oh, was he? Inactive? No, Toto did not play a defensive. Wasn't snap this week. a concussion? Sorry, I okay. was reading the wrong line. So, uh, Perriman played like eighty-five. Harris sixty-five. Cashman fifty-five. I want to say, roughly. Yep. Yep. Which was weird. I don't know what happened to Cashman, but with Perriman out, I got to assume. I don't. Yeah, so it's going to come back, and then what the heck are we doing with this group? Like. It's going to be some just random whoever they have on their practice squad right now. Just go on our lads, see who their linebacker on their practice squad is, and start him. Like, especially if they've played before and have been really bad in their previous NFL career, go with them. That's kind of what they've been rolling for this year. So, Toto, you can't play because nope. Kyler will throw the ball to Trey McBride like he's shown the past few weeks or last week. And Trey McBride's been like a massive part of the Cardinals offense. So they're just going to pick on him if he comes back into the game. Um, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, honestly. I would expect it to be Cashman at the mic and Harris at the will, but like, that's not what they've shown at all this year. So Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what we're going to go here. Harris def- is the highest upside linebacker besides Denzel Perryman, so he is the one I would want to roster most, I guess. I'm not part- just for upside, but I, I the Cashman I think is the only one I put in a lineup this week. Like trust enough that he's going to play. I don't even think I'd put him. I would not put him in a lineup this week with the he's the, lost snaps each of the last four games. It's like I don't of wanna... the three, he's the yeah, but that was if you have to pick one, coming right back up. If I'm picking one, he's the one that I think is at least going to get me for sure fifty percent of the snaps. 
Like the the other two are just so volatile as assets. That, yeah, like, Corey Littleton. Thank you, Sean. Is the other name there? So perfectly fits. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe yeah. he maybe he jumps in as the mic. Who knows? Yeah, rest of season or next three games. Just while Perryman is out, Christian rank Christian Harris, Blake Cashman, Corey Littleton, and Henry Toto. This is disgusting, and I'm so sorry, listeners. We probably shouldn't even be doing this, but my Christian I, Harris heart hurts. I'm putting Cashman first for the same reason that I just said I would play him this week. Makes sense. They're probably going to be weird. Littleton's last for me, but I could easily see them just being weird and throwing him in as the middle yeah, linebacker playing Cashman right. as the will and just going forward like that. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take Harris I mean, over Toto. I'll take Harris over Toto just because yep. I think he's got the ability to do it. But yeah, I agree with Sean's most recent comment. Just don't play them. Yeah. Um, yep. or, I or, would order them... I would go Harris Cashman because I'm a glutton for punishment. Then Littleton to O2O. And that's really just because I expect you to do something weird. Yeah. There's and no real analysis there. So it, it may, maybe throw him on a bench if it's a best ball league. That's like. Yeah. Yeah. That's the spot. I definitely think Harris better. and Cashman are the top two for either whatever we want to slice it, though. Yeah. <sighs> We've got a bunch time. of offense questions we can. Yeah. On eventually, let's, but well, let's jump down to DB. Yes. Some defensive backs. How did we do last week? We did one and two, I guess. This okay. is the way we'll. Tavier Thomas, uh, hopefully I didn't butcher his name, uh, got eight tackles, so we'll take that one. Um, I think a lot of them were assisted tackles, but it's at least. It's given you something depending on your scoring um, and most nickel corners. I mean, eight, we'll take eight tackles from. Uh, Trayvon Morig stunk, unfortunately. Um, had one of his... Weird um, matchup with an incompetent defense. I still feel yeah. confident in him going yeah. forward. Yeah, three, ta- offense in the Jets, excuse three me. tackles. Sorry, and, then, and then D. Delaney, um, let's just punt the strong safety position for the Bucks going forward because... He played a full-time role, and all he really did was take all the value that uh, Ryan Neal had and, and just with it. punt it away because that's yes. apparent. apparently what we're going to get now where you just lost actual value from one of our good safeties. So just, just what we it. need at um, DB. Do not understand. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't looked to see what his PFF grades, if he's like really hurting that defense in general, or if yeah, I don't. don't They just hate him or what? Yeah, right. Like it's been it's been weird. Oh, so let's see. First name we got this week. Um, I'll let you hit that one. All right, DeAndre Houston Carson. Um, He is for those who don't know on the Texans now. Um, I think he signed. He left the Ravens and came to the Texans. A few weeks ago, and this past week he played a full-time role uh, against the Bengals, and 
Jimmy Ward did not practice from what I saw at all last week. Uh, I believe it's a hamstring injury, so I would be shocked if he gets to a full participation on Friday of this week, which typically with a hamstring is what you want to see before he comes back. So I would expect another week uh, from Houston Carson as the starter. And he got seven tackles this past week with that full-time role, and they play the Cardinals. And like we just said with all the linebackers, who knows who's playing at linebacker? So I would be willing to play one of their safeties because that's why uh, Jalen Petrie did so well last year. Their linebackers were not great, so it left more for the DBs. And I think that could happen again this week. Caspian, say hello to everyone. So He's more upset. We got a new cat, and he's not loving it yet. But. I'm not sure who you want to hop in on here. We got a few. Um, yeah, we do. Um, let's go a little out of order. I'm going to hit another one of my preseason darlings. Who This one has hit enough for Christian Harris and himself combined. Roger McCreary. If you're in a cornerback league, sorry, he's not available. But if he is, go get him because he's been in the top five-ish corner this year. After goosing in week one, he's been freaking dynamite. He might, he but, might, because of that long, the bunch of games he missed, he might be available, but he did play last week. Yeah. Hi. Did he miss games? Yeah. He was out for three or four games there in the middle of the year. Even Alante Taylor getting with the games. I have both of them at the Masters League, and them, I'm getting confused on which one's played and not. Yeah. He, he did miss almost he, a month. Yeah. yeah. Points per game, guys. He's been. Awesome, though. No, you're good. Um, yeah, he has – he got hurt early in the Baltimore game. Let's see, in the one, two, three, four, five full games he has played, he has 35 tackles and a couple turnover-type plays or big plays. And from the cornerback basis, if you're getting seven tackles a game and he is the full-time slot corner, so – it's, I mean, that, it's a good role to have, especially on a weird defense. That puts him on Christian Kirk this week, so you should see some opportunities for tackles again. Hell yeah. Because they're playing the Jaguars. Yep. So good. Yep. Good so that'll be, that'll be a fun one. Um, yeah. And he's also okay. he's a really good cover corner, and he's one of the feistiest corners against the run in the league. That was one of his big things two years ago out of Auburn, is that he was very Devon Witherspoon esque. In terms of just play style, where he's just a missile out there and will th- try to kill a running back, even though they're way bigger than him. All right. I'll yeah. talk about uh, Tony Adams, the um, free safety for the Jets. They're playing the Bills this week. He's actually had a pretty consistent role. Um, been playing full time when he's been healthy. Um, seven or more tackles in three of the last four, and I mean, we all watched what the Bills did. They, they their run game, besides that last drive, was fairly non-existent in that game. Um, like they did all right, but they they want to drop back and throw it a lot. And we'll see what the new uh, coordinator in Buffalo wants to do. But uh, he's the one that was the architect for Burrow at LSU. Joe Brady is the new OC for anyone. We didn't talk about that, but they fired their OC today, the Bills. So we'll see what happens with the Jets. I know Joe hates that they fired them but uh it's a horrible decision i think you could do worse than throwing tony adams in your lineup this week and i mean honestly long term possibly as well yep 
less names to hit. These are purely injury-related ones for the Browns, Rodney McLeod and Mike Ford. Um, McLeod is the backup for both safeties, and with Thornhill potentially missing some time, he would be next in line to get some play, and he has in relief of Thornhill earlier this season and just at other previous times in his career has been a very fantasy-relevant player. Mike Ford, if is slot oh my goodness slides into the slot role or at least did this week if Denzel Ward misses time Greg Newsom has been their slot corner but when Ward went down he did shift to outside in three corner sets with Ford going into the slot so those are just a couple names that wouldn't expect massive anything from but just some names to keep on the radar if you need a plug and play at corner or free safety role all right we've got a couple um couple questions I want to bring us back to. So first one was a question on uh, your boy Hamilton. So I had that pulled up because I saw that a while ago. Um, so he actually PFF calls it out a little interestingly and that's where I, I went to pull this from. They actually have him at, uh, marked as a slot corner on 48 snaps yep. and in the box on 12. So he's and D-line for six. So he's near the line of scrimmage in all but 12 of his snaps where he was free safety, which is fairly typical, at least the last couple of weeks for him. He's kind of yeah. been forward and back a little bit, but yeah. I mean, you so can't So a big issue at- with what was go- – yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. What was going on a lot is with Marcus Williams having been hurt for so long and Gino, before Geno Stone took off as the interception leader, so they kind of needed him more at the safety role. But now that both of them are healthy, they've – pushed Arthur Millette mostly out of the lineup or just as the sixth defensive back. And most snaps, they had five DBs on the field. Hamilton was the slot or even a nickel linebacker, So, which is the role we wanted to see from him. That's really what helped him go bonkers this week. And as long as, he's, as, long as Williams stays healthy, I definitely expect that to be the case. Let's see. Rest of season. So two weeks ago, I would have said Neil is easily first on this list. Now, yep. I think he... Might be last. You might be. Kirby Joseph's fairly low for me. I just i I don't love if I can avoid playing the free safety. Um, I assume that's Justin Simmons and Ford yeah. Owens. I got to look at the Packers alignment to give a good answer to this so question. I have that up. Ford this past week was spent thirty six snaps in the slot box area while Owens was at 22 in that area. So a little over, what was that, 60% of the time for Ford and about 40% for Owens. Okay, so then I'll put Simmons, Ford, Owens, Joseph Neal, I think. But Neal yeah. has a lot of upside if they ever Neil get in that role back. still slide into one, especially if he ends up being that, getting into that like Marquis Bell sort of role where he's a safety who's playing linebacker. Yeah, I just... I don't know what they're doing, and yeah. uh, two weeks of data tells me he's not going to do it, so I'm yeah. willing to say I'm out at this point. Most likely. All right. Another one more DB question, Blankenship. I'm, I mean, I'm in on Blankenship the rest yeah. of the year. Like, top Very much so. 12 to 15 minimum linebacker. Like, uh, safety, safety, sorry. Yeah. Uh, there's a linebacker question right above it, so that's what I get for <laughs> multitasking. Um, good. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I agree. Yeah. 
top 15 at worst. He probably should be higher than that, honestly, but uh, without pulling yeah. it up, that's roughly yeah. just in my head where I'm putting him. They have the Chiefs this week, is that correct? Kansas City, just Off looking at this week. Sounds right. Kansas City is a top 12 matchup for safeties, so that's still. Yeah. We had one more question. We'll go back to linebacker. So if he plays, it's Quay Walker for me. Um, he yeah. is the starter. Uh, Devondre Campbell is who I assume that, that was asking about. Is his teammate. Uh, yeah. And if if Quay Walker misses, that's when you want to play Campbell because he'll sit around probably 70% of the snaps mm-hmm. if he's pl- if Quay Walker is back. But Walker has yet to practice the last two weeks off that hamstring injury he suffered in practice. I think it was hamstring. Yeah, Isaiah McDuffie as well, who's the backup, the linebacker three is, if either missed time, any point is also a good play. Yeah, he's been but, getting seven or eight tackles on 60% of snaps. Yeah. He's been outperforming Campbell, hasn't he, while Quay's been out? I'm not sure. I thought so, but... I have Quay, yeah, but not it's Campbell Quay anyway. Plays. All right, they so... Are. Yeah, Green. A... All right, well, we want to head up, switch over to the offensive side. But... I teased, sorry, well, before we get there, I teased something. Yes. I'm just kind of curious. Um, Joe and I talked a little bit, and we were wondering at one point if we were going too deep. So I'm kind of curious, uh, the people that are on, or leave us comments afterwards, we'll check it out. I'm curious mm-hmm. if you guys, if we're being as helpful as we could be, or if we're diving, honestly, a little too deep into names that are not necessarily as helpful as, you know, go a little shallower and we can give you some names that maybe aren't rostered as much, but they're rostered more than the guys we're talking about. So, And Jay, see you in there. We will hit those offensive questions you added in once we get to the receivers in just a minute. Not yeah. skipping you. Sorry about that. Yeah, We try to hit them as we go. If we missed... Yeah, yeah you got a couple of receiver questions. We will, we will get to them, I promise. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so, yeah, just let us know if we are going a little too deep, kind of wondering if we are, especially seeing some other IDP waiver sites and looking at sleepers, specifically their roster percentages. It's like, oh, okay, these guys are, a lot of good guys are lowly owned. So, yeah, just want to make sure. Thanks, Sean. Want to hit the deep ones, but if you want us to hit some other less deep or more mid-tier ones, we can do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get to the offensive side and hit the quarterbacks. Um, who did we name last week? Uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, and mm. unfortunately, like we said, got the hamstring, picked up the hamstring injury. If you combine his stats with Ritter, I think you had a passable quarterback, but we're taking an yeah. L for him getting hurt and. I think Ritter posting eight points in the limited snaps that he played next to that rushing touchdown. Yep. So this week we're going with kind of a a little bit of a grosser name. Jordan Love has been struggling more on the field after going bonkers in the first quarter of the season. But he still has been okay over the last four weeks. He has been posted up quarterback 12, 18, 14, and 12. So it's been a borderline QB1 over the last month or so. 
Um, and they're playing the Chargers this week, whose defense is pretty bad. So it's a good matchup. Um, yeah, he probably will throw a pick or two, but still. And he's been rushing. I think he has 12 rush attempts over the last month. And has gotten some decent yardage on him. He's been throwing a couple touchdowns. Garbage time has he's been excelling in. but And he hasn't been horrible. He's been fine on the field. So expect him to be okay. Main concern there is if they do decide just to if Aaron Jones is healthy and they just run all over the field, but hopefully still there's a couple checkdowns to Jones that he breaks. But with a couple bye weeks and I think there's a couple there are decent quarterback buys this week. And eh, not really, but still think lower a mid tier QB two in a super flex league. I think he's a really good QB two start. Um, yeah. another name to mention who is. L- I think sub 50% owned and sleeper is Russell Wilson, who has more touchdowns this year than he did all of last season. So he's been doing pretty solid. I think borderline quarterback one on the year. Another decent matchup in Minnesota, though that's a little misleading with the last couple of weeks. A couple names there. All right. So we had a quarterback question um, from Fantasy Sports. You have to drop a quarterback from T. Law Stroud, Kyler. I'm dropping Trevor Lawrence. Yep, and I don't really yep. think, unfortunately, that it's that close anymore. Uh, CJ Stroud has ascended fully, um, and Kyler looked like Kyler. You watch that escape and run for a first down on that last drive. I, I don't, I don't know how he's doing that at eleven months post ACL reconstruction, but he's incredible. A lot of fantasy analysts, especially, forget how good of a quarterback he is. He has not been in a system that's really shown NFL reads or anything. So that'll be interesting to see, but he looked they the hired part a college this, offensive coordinator as their head coach. when He got drafted. They, they looked the part this past week. I would like to see him get Hollywood Brown a little more involved, but Trey McBride crushed it. So yep. always, always early, never wrong. With McBride. Hey, we, I think we, we got that. We, we picked him up uh, right around the time of the Earth injury. That's a, did we? That's a, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. He was, he was in the show doc, and then the Earth injury happened, I think. Oh, that's right. That's IR that's right. replacement happened. Yeah. I know. That's with this question, this is funny. I actually had to make this decision in a money league I am in with Shandon. Um, unfortunately, I had to drop Stroud because it's a keeper league, and Stroud is the only one who did not have keeper rights. And I have really great ones on T-Law. And I think Kyler there. So hurts, but T Law is the right decision unless you're in a weird keeper and can keep Trevor Lawrence in like the 14th round, but and not keep Stroud. So yeah. um so running backs. Yep. One and two. We mentioned Keaton Mitchell. Big uh big win. Actually, sorry, that should be two and one. Ooh. Uh Gibby did fine. He scored um and gave you pretty good production. Uh, Tyler Algier stunk, but uh, Arthur Smith listened to the fantasy analysts and played Bijan a bunch. And now, because he lost, we'll probably go back to playing Algier again. So that's just the way it goes. Uh, so running back. I still feel fine with Algier as an RB3 yeah. flex play. When, when we get to the last of the three names, we'll kind of dive into some yeah. strategy-related stuff. But we'll start with Rico Dowdle. Uh, to be honest, I thought he played more than he did. He only played 28% of the snaps. But really? Wow. Yeah. And he 
managed to get 12 carries in that time frame. Maybe it was all garbage time. I don't know. But, uh, no, he play, He was playing with the ones when they were in. I know at once we get like four carries for 50 yards or something. That's what crazy. I thought. He had 79 yards and a touchdown. He's been usable. as two weeks he scored a touchdown. He's kind of not yeah. been great the rest of the time. But he looked a lot better than Tony Pollard. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, based on how he looked and how Pollard has looked, that his playing time trends up. So. Yep. Someone to throw on the bench and stash, probably, see what happens. Yeah. He's more of that play, whereas the next guy is a plug-and-play starter this week that you want to get in your lineups. Yep. Ty Chandler, uh, Vikings now running back one. They're like seventh this season, but with Alexander most, Madison. Most likely. Prob- yeah, most likely. Um, with Madison most likely missing this week with a concussion, Chandler should be the number one guy. This week he went 15 for 45 and one. Definitely thought he, those numbers were surprising. I thought he looked a lot better than those numbers indicate, but still 15 carries and limited work since Madison did play. I think most of the game still solid. He should get a lot of work against the Broncos as well, who just got shredded on the ground by Buffalo. But it will be an interesting matchup. He's a plug and play this week. Mostly that last um, drive. That's fair. But, and with Chandler, if he does have a really big game, definitely hold on to him. He's not like just a one week plug and play, like our next name might be. Just like if some if the starter gets hurt, but if Chandler does have a good game, he could maybe eat into a lot of that Madison share since Madison has been struggling this season. And then, so our last name, sorry, is kind of we're going to lead with one name, but this is really more of a general theory sort of one here. Yeah, waiver wires relatively weak at running back this week, unfortunately. Um, well, or fortunately, if you have starters that are good because that means there weren't that many running back injuries. So uh, Elijah Mitchell is who we're going to talk about. And the main reason for bringing him up is it's time to go get your handcuffs or other people's handcuffs. And how you play that kind of depends on how You'll like to play fantasy football. Um, without Christian McCaffrey, he would be a running back. Mitchell would be a running back one, and it's time to get those those types of players. So for me personally, I don't necessarily care as much if they're mine or someone else's handcuffs. I will target the handcuffs that I think are the best. Ideally, I would prioritize if I think value them similarly. I would go for someone else's because. I would rather have two running backs than one. Yes, you lock down that one production, but there's the possibility that you're getting two running backs. If you go for someone else's, that player gets hurt. Now you still have your running back who's presumably healthy and that handcuff that you grabbed. That's my general theory. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, um, I'd agree. Sorry, I got a notification and missed a little bit of that, but... Thought it was something more exciting than it was. Schefter led me wrong. But yeah, I think getting them is good. Basically, really comes down to do you want to get your own handcuffs or someone else's handcuff? This is the time where backs start getting hurt. So which way did you say that you prefer getting your own or someone else's? Someone else's. Yeah, I'm on the other side. I typically like to get my own handcuffs, but I think usually I go for the running backs that are more of like the 
there is like a 1A, 1B. So if 1A goes down, then it becomes 1A, 1B again. That's why like, I have a lot of like Roshan Johnson, Taijay Spears. So I already have a lot of 1B sort of types or 1C. Well, it goes back to our general theory that you and I uh, disagree on typically where I'm playing for the ceiling outcome and you have the floor outcome in mind a little bit more. Yeah. At least with running backs, yeah, I'm more of the floor type. But, yeah. So let's see. We had some running back. Nope. Oh, we had a quarterback question. Let's see. Let's see on that one. I'm not sure who the pastor is, to be honest. That would be Josh Dobbs. Okay. Stroud. I'm dropping. Okay. I'm dropping jobs for him. I would drop either for him, but if I have to pick one, it would be Dobbs. Knowing Shannon's a Seahawks fan, I guess I would probably drop Dobbs for him, but I actually think there's a clearer path to Dobbs being a quarterback one the rest of the year than Geno at this point. Uh, I guess I would need to look into their rest of the season schedule more to say that, but. Without the schedule, it's just Dobbs actually is running the ball a bunch. Uh, he's scored a rushing touchdown in four straight um, and has 40 rushing yards in, I think, it's six of nine games. And one of those was the first game of the year. They didn't have the 40 where he just put up a goose egg. Actually, I think it was negative points. But um, so. Let's see. We got a cornerback question. Um, how would you rank these guys rest of season? Um, Kelton, Sneed, McDuffie, Taylor Britt, McCreary. McDuffie is the one to me pretty clearly. Second would be, I think, McCreary I would go, though his health, missing a bunch of time, would make that harder. Mike Hilton, someone I've not seen a bunch of this year, to be totally honest, just like numbers wise. He is playing cornerback, slot corner. Yeah. From what I've seen, so at least. Um, I mean, he's, he's in, had. He's in Cincinnati. The last two games. Yeah, he's in Cincinnati. Who's playing against. So he's going to match up on Zay Flowers. Well, actually, Flowers hasn't been playing the slot that much. Um, but. Baltimore this week. Um, McDuffie, McCreary. I think I'll take the slot corner and Hilton over Camp Taylor Britt. And then probably Sneed and then Taylor Britt, I think. Yeah. I think that would be my order as well. McDuffie, McCreary, Hilton, Sneed, Camp Taylor Britt. Hilton and Sneed are pretty close. I Yep. Completely agree. And then um, I do see one, one running back question here, actually. There you go. Okay. Yep. Uh, P- Pacheco, less, rest of season. So, let's see. Imagine getting this question 10 weeks ago. All right. So, um, for me, Singletary is pretty clearly last. That uh, that blocking is not great. And 30 for 150 this week, though. I know, but he also didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'd agree. Keaton Mitchell is pretty clear four for me. Sorry, I'm working backwards. Um, but the other three are going to see a high snap share. And then the last three, it's going to be a little bit of pick your poison on some of these things. So Pacheco can get game scripted. I don't think the Chiefs will get game scripted, but just in general, like sometimes he doesn't put up the numbers because he doesn't catch the passes. 
So for me, that typically will put him third on the list. Yeah. I then Connor and Forge. Ford's schedule is so juicy. I think I'm going to put him one over James yeah. Conner, which is terrifying as heck. But he's playing Plus 60 to 70. Interestingly enough, so Hunt's getting the ones inside the five, but they are playing Ford inside the 10. So if he can get there, he yep. is not getting entirely pulled. But So one thing to break this tie is James Conner still has his bike coming up. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, the Browns are off their bye, so... Yeah, I'm going Ford, Connor, Pacheco, Mitchell is very much a what do you want if you want upside or floor. This one, I think I actually might flip my normal strategy and go Mitchell. Just Pacheco, I don't think is I don't know if Pacheco holds the role this year. I don't think he's looked nearly as good as last year. It's funny that you and I flipped on that one from my right? normal one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, Singletary's last though. But yeah, I'm going Ford, Connor, Pacheco, slash Mitchell, really whatever you're feeling, then Singletary. Um, let's just say, hypothetically, let's just say Damian Pierce done for the season. Or is clearly the running back too, rest of the season. Yeah. Then where do you put him? Singletary is the lead back. Which there have been rumors of happening anyway. I've seen over the last couple of weeks, even before this week. I would put him probably in that similar tier with Mitchell and Pacheco. I would as well. I think I would. I mean, put him third. You look at Pierce, and he really looks good when he actually gets blocking. But the issue is, is how often does he get blocking? So if they can do it again this week, and run the ball well against the Cardinals, which they probably should be able to do. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he winds up. But. Um, okay. Let's hop in. We've had a bunch of receiver questions on here for a while. Yeah. So let's hop into some of these receiver questions in order from when we got them. Yeah, let's start with Jay has a question. DeAndre Hopkins or Zay Flowers, which you did clarify was for this week, and pulling up matchups now. Flowers has the Bengals. I'm playing Hopkins. Just without even looking at matchups. Um, Most likely, I think. I'm just checking Flowers. Targets are only six targets last week. Hopkins is the one that gets consistent targets, so he's yeah. the one that I would rather play. It, Who are just playing? The Titans? I'm not sure. Uh, the Jaguars? No. Yes. I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> Is it, is it Jacksonville? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find that. Yeah, it is Jacksonville. Yeah, it is Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. I'm also going D Hop here. Like without without matchup. It's a bad play, but. Yeah, yeah. He also had another question. Yep. Del Pucco um, two. Um, let's see. Houston plays Arizona. The Rams play. I don't remember. Let's see. Pull this up. 
So Dolphins for the Seahawks. Vegas. And Washington plays the Giants. So that one scares me. Oh, sorry. One full. Let's go through it one more time. Waddle has the Raiders. Um, McLaurin has who? Uh, the Giants. The Giants. Puka has the Seahawks. Yep. And Dell has the Cardinals. So, Puka, not Puka. Sorry. McLaurin, that matchup scares me. That Giants team does not look good. I think. I mean, there's a shot he gets right and could have a huge game, or there's a shot that he just disappears and does nothing for you. Yeah. Uh, Waddle, Puka, Dell. If Nico comes back, Dell, he's been good, but he and Nico kind of have been splitting the X role with Woods on the other side and Brown playing the slot. So I'm like really curious to see how all of these receivers kind of play out. <sighs> Stafford's trending the right way to versus Seattle. Also this note, which was without Cup. And Waddle versus the Raiders. I will probably play Waddle and Puka. Yeah, I'm going Waddle, Puka, Dell with no Nico, and then McLaurin. Though I probably, if Nico's playing, I'm probably flipping McLaurin over Dell. Another Texans question, um, Tank Dell or Noah Brown. This is a, if, it's probably Noah Brown. Just ride the hot hotter hand, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Rest of season, though, I still Rather think play Dell. Dell. Yeah. Let's see. Is Waddle and Devontae Smith for Tyreek a disrespectful offer? No, not at all. Not at all, um, yeah. I think that's a... It's a reasonable offer. I might yeah. counter it if I were them and try to get a third piece, but a lot of it just depends on what they really need. Um, but I, I think it's a fine starting place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially without Goddard, I think you can sell the Devonte Smith is going to go off again narrative. Yeah, I'd agree there. Um, One see. more receiver question: Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, Noah Brown, Cortland Sutton. Rest of season, Deontay is the clear one for me. Yep. I know he stunk this past week, but it happens. I'm going right back to him. Yep. Um, man, T. Higgins isn't going to play this week, but I expect him back after that. So Boyd might be last because Brown's getting targets and then Sutton's getting <laughs> targets regardless. So I think Sutton's two for me just because the other two are slot-only guys. Um, yeah, I think so. And so then I think my order would be Johnson, Sutton, Brown, Boyd. But if you're looking for someone yeah. this week, Brown and Boyd are probably the two best plays. Yeah. Um, who do the Steelers have this week? Cleveland? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said there. I know that one's a little Sutton scary. Does get those touchdowns. Yeah, that's heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I think he's right. only not gotten one in two games. But all right, we've gone through a lot of questions. Let's get back into the actual receivers yeah. that we want to hit on. These so, ones should be relatively quick as well. Previous week results: Noah Brown was number one. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, Phillips. Why am I blanking on Phillips? Kyle, oh, Phillips. Kyle Phillips. Yeah. Uh, he was fine. Um, yeah. As long as Burks is out, he should be see a solid five, six targets. Yeah. 
Um, so decent play. Snaps still aren't where I would like to see them, but yeah. if someone tries to take away DeAndre Hopkins, I think he could get peppered with targets. And then Jalen Tolbert, it's a, uh, he was more of a long-term play anyway, but he hopped up over 60%. He's pushing um, Michael Gallup out. And especially if you're in a dynasty league, I do believe there's a realistic shot that Jalen Tolbert is the wide receiver two in Dallas next year. Agree. Even though Brandon Cooks did go absolutely bonkers this week, but yes, Giants. but he's also there for like a one one yep. year only, if I remember right. Yep. And then yeah, Gallup being way, yeah, Gallup's being way overpaid. So I would expect him to get cut if they have any yep. kind of out, which I have not looked at that contract to see. I will um, say, try to sell Gallup dynasty redraft if you have him off the long touchdown. I definitely think that's a fluky sort of play. Don't, yeah. um, I don't buy a Tolbert's their guy for three right now, I think. How do you want to go through these three? Um, I'll let you take this first one. All right. I figured you wanted your guy a second. Um, all right. So first name, Thursday night, Trent Irwin. Um, they're playing, like I said, Thursday night. So T. Higgins missed last week. I would be shocked if he plays this week um, on a short week. Versus Baltimore at Baltimore, um, played eighty-one percent of snaps. Uh, it only resulted in four targets, two catches. He did get fifty-four yards and a touchdown. Um, could be, a, could have been better. We'll see how it plays out this week. I would guess Baltimore tries really hard to take away Jamar Chase, and you see some more balls go Irwin's way. They also um, some of their backup receivers got hurt as well, and didn't. We're listed as non-participants yesterday at the very least, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, Yoshivas, you said, got hurt, and then Charlie Jones was, I thought, surprisingly not activated off IR. But even if he was, I would think he would cut into Boyd's role. I don't think see either. Um, with Higgins out, I think he would go more outside. You think he's – okay. I, I just don't know how much yeah. they practiced with him as the outside guy, like if he knows that role enough. Yeah. But the interesting thing, so – in the games that Higgins has missed, he's been wide receiver 22 and wide receiver 26, Irwin that is, um, when he's hit that 75% snap count. Nice. So it's not – I mean, anytime you tie yourself to a good quarterback in a, a big game like this, I mean, it's a reasonable bet. So especially just for a one-week play, he might have been snatched up anyway but last for last week. But if you need in one week – I would want to start any non-Chase Bengals receiver. Obviously, start Chase, but I would be willing in a deep league best ball. I would want to roster and start pretty much any Bengals non-Chase. Well, I know, we, I know, we removed him from the show doc, but even Tanner Hudson is a reasonable yeah. play. Uh, their tight end, who only played like thirty percent of snaps the last two weeks, but it seemed like six and seven targets in those two games. So, we're going to talk about a little, little better option. But if you really need a huge, huge uh, upside deep league ad. Tanner Hudson's not a bad one. Sorry. Uh, you want to talk about uh, the second receiver on this list? So I actually flipped the order on me a little bit, but figured the bigger name we'll talk about together. But next name, okay. Jalen Guyton, who might be the wide receiver one for the Chargers if Keenan Allen's out. Um, At the very least, Clint Johnston hasn't shown enough to be the one, so I would expect him no, to. He's... I think they were pretty similar in targets. Yeah. Sorry. Guyton went four of six for 41 in a touchdown last week. Uh, 79% of snaps. He is the only receiver on their team with any sort of speed right now, aside from Darius Davis, who is a gadget player, but doesn't super count. But Herbert, I know two years ago, because Guyton missed most of last season and the first part of this year with an injury, but he hit Guyton, I think, on four or five just crazy deep touchdowns in two years ago. 
Um, could see that again. Guyton is a huge burner. It's not someone I super want to trust, but I think he's a fine wide receiver three or even a flex two sort of play right now. Just Mike Williams is done. Quentin Johnson can't catch the ball. And Gerald Everett's hurt. So they don't doesn't have much else to go to, at least if you want to go more than five yards down the field. So he's he's the deep threat, intermediate threat right now. I think aside from Keenan Allen. But he's been around a few years in that offense. Yep. I mean, I know it's a different offense this year, but he's at least been around and has a good rapport with uh, Herbert. So Yeah. And the Chargers are going to need to just start slinging it. They need to let Herbert cook. And he started to be way more aggressive over the last few weeks, getting over injuries. So It'll be interesting to see because this matchup against the Packers is not the matchup to do that. They're much better off running the ball with Eckler a ton, but we'll see how they decide to play it. Yep. It'll be interesting. Last name, one of someone we both love, Elijah Moore. Let yeah, you take he, it first. He got his first touchdown this past week. Um, for the Browns. Um, so that was good to see. He's actually seen a good amount of targets, uh, seven or more, and six of nine, which includes four or five that Watson's played a full game or near full game, not counting the one where he tried to come back. Um, it, it's not really like the highest ceiling play, but I think he's a solid PPR option if you need need it and yeah honestly joe and i were surprised to see his roster percentage and sleeper was down below 50 percent. yeah i get it it's been he hasn't had a lot of great games but they've been starting to back up for a while and i think really the thing that hurt him most was that one play a couple weeks ago where he got a fly sweep and just started running backwards and lost like 30 yards on one play well also but it didn't make a difference necessarily target wise but honestly I feel like getting rid of Donovan Peoples-Jones like helps him a little bit too because like they're not really throwing the ball to Tillman that much, so it pretty much concentrates it down to Cooper, Moore, and and Joku, and that's it. Did you see that block that I don't know if you sent it to me or it might have been, but that block Tillman had this week just laid yes. out a who he was that? Kyle Van, Van Noy. He just laid it out. I was like, oh okay. I I think Cedric it was. Tillman, I, I sent it to someone. So. so probably me, but. <laughs> Um, and then the last name we wanted to bring up is uh, A.T. Perry. So Michael Thomas, we mentioned up in the injuries, got hurt. Uh, it sounded like a multi-week thing. Um, I speculated MCL sprain based on a couple-week injury, multi-week injury. Um, but A.T. Perry did pretty well, better with Jameis than with uh, Carr. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But he's not – the worst option in like a deep league to just stash on the bench even though they're on bye this week. So if you need someone, E.T. Perry, sneaky ad. Yep. And yeah. then we'll especially dive. dynasty league. I know you went undrafted in a lot of our dynasty leagues. So yeah. Tight end, last one. Uh I think we got through. Did we get any more questions in on wide receivers? We have a couple more none for receivers though. So let's hit our tight end. Okay. It's a gross landscape. Yeah, uh, last uh, we, week. Oh, go, go for it. Last so. week we tried to stream Kate Otten against the Titans, thinking, oh, well, his pass volume is going to get him there, even though the Titans are a bad matchup. Didn't work out for us. Um, oh, well. That's a lesson learned. Play the matchups, not the players. Yep. And uh, I'll let you talk about your guy. 
Michael Mayer, I think second or third time we brought him up, but it's a really gross landscape right now. I'll say looking at guys who are like under 60% owned on sleeper. It's like, ugh, 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 ugh. but Mayer had the best matchup of them all with Miami. Um, he had a touchdown last week on five targets, has 22 targets over six games, which is something, I guess. Um, yeah, Miami's been a solid matchup for tight ends. He seems like he's going to get some consistent target share, expected to go up. So it's a touchdown shot. He's a great ball winner. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, if you need a tight end, you listen to us when we mention Trey McBride because I think he's like yep. borderline top five at this point the rest of the season. Yep, I got him in my home league, and I'm very happy. Same. About that. Same. Yep. Um, all right, let's start Last with. Defense questions, and then we'll hop over. There's a couple offense running back questions. Um, Go ahead, linebacker or D line first. Let's start with cool. linebacker. And uh, so Jordan Hicks, multi week, sounds like um, wouldn't be surprised. And Ernest Jones, they said they expect him to play this week. So uh, if he does, he's right back in my lineup. Jordan Hicks. I'm willing to stash because he'll go right back in out linebacker one role for playoffs. If you need to drop him to get to the playoffs, then do it. If you're feeling good about your playoff odds, hold on to him and just just wait. It shouldn't be more than a week or two. Yeah. Um, rest of season, D-line. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Um, and there's some names on there. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to put Chris Jones one. Yeah. Thank you. Which is weird. I don't normally go D tackles, but the D ends, I do like pay and I do like Jermaine Johnson, but pays on by this week and got hurt. Oh yeah. Clowny MS too. Um, so Chris Jones has floor and ceiling in the target or the tackles and the sacks. So he would be my one off the bat. I think Jermaine Johnson's probably my two. I would put Clowney at two, just just with the rotation. Or how many snaps did Johnson play this week? Usually sixty to seventy. Was it okay? Yeah, then Johnson two, Clowney three, would be Brown four. No, The Niners have had their buy. The Texans have had their buy. Pays the only one left. Who hasn't? So. Pay probably. I would going probably there. probably take pay after Brown. Honestly, Brown, Hargrave, Rankins, pay—they're all kind of similar-ish. Yeah. Chris Jones won for sure. Then I think Jermaine Johnson, Jadavian Clowney. You can make an argument either way. I think both of us go. Yeah, Johnson Brown. for upside. Then yeah, then then Clowney, then Brown probably, and then I'll depending on how your league scored. Hargrave more for just uh, like a tackle heavy and rankings and pay more for sacks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Next week, once the buys are gone, I would put pay over Hargrave and rankings, but I think with the half factor in the buy, going Hargrave over pay. We had two running back questions. So let's take one play this week to beef up his value over. For attempting my last ditch effort to trade him away, as opposed to trying to trade him now. Who Giants is... have the commanders. Okay. Right? Yeah, sounds right. The com- 
Commanders have bad run defense. Honestly, Commanders are so weird. Last four. Let's check it out. Sorry, I'm pulling it up. Yep, they are. Uh, well, okay. They are bottom six. Seven. Perfect. Yes, I would I would hold Saquon and let him play this week. Yeah. Um, and start him. Um, you only hit six. Oh, they blow up. That's right. Um, unless you feel like you're getting a good offer. Yeah. Like, I, w- I, I wouldn't. Would say start those conversations now, but. Yeah. Because you could potentially sell the, the matchup with Washington as a good opportunity to buy him. But I yeah. also see the other side of someone want, being like, well, they just went away from him and barely played him. So I could see it either way. Um, but I would be I would be at least trying to talk to my my uh, opponent opponent opposing managers. Wow, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and see what they think. Yeah, I agree. And then we got one more running back. So yes, he was announced as a starter. I don't know if he's truly the quote unquote starter because they kind of split. But they I had would, the same amount of snaps this week. I would say. He is the one that I want more. Um, Between him and Najee? Yeah. yeah. I don't want either of them, to be totally honest, though. Especially or, Cleveland and Cincinnati the next two weeks. So. I think both. I think in those matchups, that definitely favors Warren. Yeah, for sure. But, like They're going to be behind. They're going to be passing. He's going to be checking it down. The one thing that scares me a I'm little sure bit is Friar, Friar Muth is eligible to come off IR this week. And typically... What you see is static is um, wide receiver target share and then running back and tight end target share are kind of like their own entities where they kind of when a tight end gets more targets, the targets go away from the running backs versus the receivers. You don't typically see them fluctuate. Um, I'm probably saying that really poorly, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. So running backs and receivers are fighting for the same bucket of targets, and receivers are fighting for the same bucket of targets. Yeah. So move will probably hurt Warren's upside a little bit, but it's just something something to watch yeah, out for. Warren, I think, is a fine... I think they're both still going to be fine flex plays. I know they have pretty good matchups after week 12. Yeah. Um, Weeks 13 through 17 is Arizona, New England, Indy, Cincy, and then Seattle in the championship round, which... Yeah, it's just Cincy that you're worried about in there. Yeah. So most of those, I'm going to prefer Najee slightly, but I don't really... I see it still being pretty 50-50. Hawkinson, Olave, and Ken Walker for Amon Ra, Ingram, and Tyler Boyd. I wouldn't uh, make this trade. Yeah. I assume it's Ken Walker. Um, so it's not terrible, but my issue there is Tyler Boyd is significantly lower than a lot of these other guys. Yeah. The rest of the season, like the rest of them are kind of grouped similarly. Like I would prefer Amonrado Olave. Um, Hawkinson saw 15 targets in Dobbs first game or first real game. So that one, I mean, yes, it's going to change when Jefferson comes back. I don't know how valid it is. I don't remember who I saw it from, but that they actually Dobbs and Hawkinson like work out together in the summers a lot. Uh, no so they have some rapport, but 
I would prefer Hawkinson to Engram though, still. Yeah, for sure. And then Ken Walker and Tyler Boyd is like not close. That's my issue with the deal when you line them up that way. I think if you knocked off Walker and Boyd, they're not that far off. I would agree. But that last player in there on each side, I don't like. Hawk Olave for Amon Ra and Ingram. I think, yeah. Even as an Olave truther and a Hawk truther, I think I would still do that. Yeah, so, if you yeah. if you need the, the receiver help more than tight end, depends. If you're super deep at running back and Ken Walker isn't really starting much, try to get a better wide out or tight end than Boyd. Yeah, everyone's looking for running backs right now. Like yeah. I do I am a little scared about Charbonnet coming on, but yeah. We've gone a pretty long, so you wanna yeah. start with the outro? We'll yeah, see if we get any more questions. Yeah, let's do it. Um we got that question. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, pleasure to stream with you guys. Thank you, Fantasy Sports, for those kind words in there. Um, yeah, like we said before, we have our, um, what's the word here? This thing at the bottom here, season-long membership, percent code off thingy. IDP 50 will get you 50% off the rest of the season. I believe it's now $14.99, and that will get you access to our Discord premium tools on top of our Team Snap. Player snap fantasy finishes, finishes allowed. Get like I said, you can get into our Discord, which has all of our great riders in there all the time. Uh, you can see previews, reviews, etc. And tune into our other podcasts, IDP Plus, and this one previews. Yeah, thank Sunday you guys morning. Very much. Yep, newsletter. Um, you can reach Justin at FFFBallers on Twitter slash X and me at Jolo63 there or Instagram. Um, doesn't look like any other questions in, so we will go ahead and wrap it up. Let's start making the push to get some chips in this in, amongst our crew. So thank you guys. See you next week at this time. May the force be with you. Good luck.